What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. It's the it for Brett Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Reno. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROHcast at ROHworld.com? Stay tuned, wankers. They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 75 of the ROH cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, who is the other co-owner and the editor of the website. Hello everyone. And the man who goes by, Podcast Worst Nightmare, John. How's it going? So here we are, we're three quarters of the way to episode 100, can you believe it? How have we done 75 of these? I don't, I, I don't understand it. That's something like 75 hours of our lives we've At least. Talking At to least, ourselves. Yeah. Talking to ourselves, yeah. <laughs> talking to, sat on our computers talking, yeah, for 75 hours. Just thinking what you could have done with that time. Terrible. Um, but unfortunately, it's not a special show this week. It's just the standard RH cast. But I'm sure whenever episode 100 does arrive, that'll be amazing. Every RH cast well, is special. Yeah, I was to say every episode is special. That's true, especially when they're sponsored by Tubby Toucan. Now <laughs> for the iPad. Don't worry, I won't do that again. Um, this week we're going to talk about the latest Ring of Honor TV show. Uh, we're then going to get to the latest Ring of Honor news. We're then going to answer questions and topics that you've sent in. The RH Cast Force, as Prince Nana refers to you as. And uh, then we'll wrap up the show talking about the spoilers from Baltimore. But uh, we'll play a stupid alarm at the end, so... For those who don't want to hear spoilers, you don't have to. So uh, now we'll get to the TV show, which began with a uh, semi-quarterfinal, first-round match in the Top Prospects tournament. I don't know how they defined it, but anyway, Antonio Thomas versus Tadarius Thomas, with Truth Martini on commentary, who correctly predicted that Thomas won. He kept he was adamant that Thomas was going to win, and he knew it. Um, Tadarius Thomas picked up the win, and. Uh, I'll go to John first. What did you think of, of this match? Well, to start out with, this was really annoying to write for the TV report because I couldn't refer to either one of them as Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> but for the match itself, it didn't really do too much for me. It wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't good. It kind of reminded me of the Rhett Titus and, and Matt Hardy match. I was just It was just a match that was there, and it, while it wasn't horrible, it just wasn't exciting or edit or just really watchable i guess i mean it, it, the, the action was good i guess but it was just bland and it was probably to me the weakest match of the top prospects tournament so far steven yeah i pretty much echo what john said it, it wasn't a bad match but it you know it's not one that you're going to be in a rush to go and watch again um mm-hmm. I'm still not sure on T.D. Thomas. I'm not really sold on him yet. I know a lot of people think he's uh, really good and are hoping that you know he gets signed. If, if he's I want to, I want to see his match with Steen. I think that'll be sort of the true test, really. You know, if I, if I watch that from um, Hunt for Gold and I enjoy that, then I think maybe I'll change my opinion on him. But I kind yeah. of agree with what you say about Tadarius, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not a really big fan of you know over sort of. Uh, you know, too many strikes. I mean, I know we've we've got a lot of wrestling ring of honor who do a lot of strikes, but 
you know, people like Davey and Eddie, but I think they mix it up well. Uh, but TD Thomas seems to rely a bit too much, in my opinion, on, on strikes. And I don't really like the the whole Caparara thing, like the kicks that he does. They just don't look, I don't know, they just don't look like they would, that, that they fit in wrestling, really. Um, I mean, I get what they, they're going for with him being sort of unique and completely different. And that's what Ring of Honor has always been about. But yeah, I'm not 100% sold on him yet. Uh, as you said, you know, that match against Steam might be the sort of breakout match for him. But um, yeah, I'm not 100% uh, sold on him. And the match, as, as John said, it was it was okay. It was watchable. Uh, it was probably yeah, one of the weakest uh, top prospect matches so far. Um, but it's probably the correct decision to have T.D. Thomas through. I mean, Antonio Thomas has had a couple of uh, sort of matches in Ring of Honor, but hasn't mm. really done too much... Uh, I mean, granted, he hasn't been given you know much time to show what he's got, but um, yeah, uh, wasn't a great match to start the show, to be honest. Then uh, after that match, we have now I think these words just send shivers down the Ring of Honor fans. I think it's poetry. These next few words are going to say. Mike Mondo joins Kevin Kelly and Caleb Seltzer on commentary. You heard? Why would that? you do this to us? You heard that right. Hashtag boom, I believe, appeared on the screen as this happened. Um, I just want to preface all the trashing we're about to do with Mike Mondo because we did some of this before the show started. I just want to say, we like Mike Mondo. We think he's a great wrestler, but his character is atrocious. This was this was just bad him on commentary. Hashtag honor dies. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets, I believe he, before the match started, he sat down on commentary and the first thing he said was just boom. I think was the question like, when are you going to come back or something? And he yeah, I think goes, Kelly asked boom. him like, when are you coming back into the ring? And he just said boom, which and I'm he, not sure what, what sort of time scale that is in Mike Mondo's world, but whether that's two weeks or a month, I'm not sure. Didn't that final battle he say four weeks? I think so. And I believe in the... Um, the uh, newswire today, they said uh, in the next couple of months, so <laughs> maybe well, it's... Boom, this boom time is obviously in a different... Boom is obviously indefinitely, we don't know. Yeah. Um, he also says he hates Roderick Strong, so um, we then get to a video package of Grizzly Redwood. It was like, you know, story time with Kevin Kelly. Who was this is your about, life. <laughs> this is your life for Grizzly Redwood, talking about his childhood and stuff like that, which is, a, you know, a nice heartwarming story and everything, but not sure how it fits into Ring of Honor, and I don't know. Um, they to show me, to me this seemed like it was a good video package, but it seemed like a waste of time because Redwood is never going to be more than a jobber. So why yeah. are you spending this valuable television time building up a jobber? Yeah, Grizzly's always been one of those weird characters that I mean, he gets a, a decent reaction from the crowd, but and you know he he always they always make him look good in defeat. Like he never mm-hmm. has a match where he's completely dominated. But even you know most of his matches are, are basically squash matches. But he always looks even, pretty good in them. He even he's, beat God's gift at Final Battle. Yeah, and I mean for for the amount of matches he loses, and well for you know for how infrequently he actually wrestles, they, they they do sort of protect him quite a lot. You know. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a strange one. But uh, so yeah, after this video package on Redwood, we then have Redwood versus Roderick Strong. Bit of a strange pairing there, and Roderick. Did a quick promo at the start and essentially said that him facing Roderick Strong is a small is a small deal or something. He's calling him small essentially. Um, and then that's a had, new one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, great, great Roderick. And um, so we have the match, and the match itself was 
as Stephen said, it was a glorified squash match, but Grizzly still looked good, didn't he? They didn't make him look like a complete jobber, but the commentary team, oh my god. <laughs> Just Mark Mondo screaming, Come on, Grizz! Come on, Grizz! It's gut check time! It was just... It was terrible. Boom! My yeah. ears are still bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, Roderick Strong picked up the win. And after the match, um, I believe Strong had... Uh, he actually won by submission. He had him in the stronghold. And he refused to let it go after the match. And then Michael Elgin came out to chase him off. And that was the end of that. So... It looks like, you know, obviously we know that Elgin and Strong are fighting each other in a two out of three falls match at the 11th anniversary, but do you think we're going to get Mondo versus Strong at, uh, what do we, what's the next show? Supercard of Honor in New York? Uh, I hope that's not a Supercard of Honor. That seems like a perfect match to be an undercard match. On TV. Or, on TV or even a house show. Yeah, I think that's more of a house show. That, didn't they? They wrestled before, didn't they? I can't yeah, remember did, where it was. It was actually a good match. Was it Boiling Point? Or was it, it was Death Before Dishonor? Yeah, yeah, they had Dishonor. a very good match together at Boiling Point. No, it wasn't Death Before Dishonor. No, it was Boiling Point. I'm yeah, sure it was yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was a pretty good match. And, you know, as you said, you know, we, we maybe do sort of, you know, trash Mike Mundo a little bit, but it's not because we don't think he's a good wrestler. I mean, I think he proved everyone wrong over the last sort of year or so, we're putting on a lot of really good matches. It's just, as you said, he's, his character is just really forced and just really cringy, I think. I mean, he doesn't always, work as a face. No, he's, they've got to definitely turn him heel. I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that, but, you know, his reaction at Final Battle when he did that promo, the you know, the crowd weren't sort of uh, That was behind. his hometown as well, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. He's and they just York. didn't care about him at all, and he was like, oh, these are my bitch sticks, and oh, God. <laughs> He's definitely got to be a, a heel because, I mean, as a heel as well, the awful sort of catchphrases would kind of work because they'd annoy you. But and you, you know, just then want to hate him. Like, oh, this guy's yeah. a douchebag. That's his calling job, himself, really. Calling this place the Mondo Arena. What a twat. But, you know, as yeah. a face, it sort of doesn't really work. No. But, but yeah. up next, you know, Michael Elgin, after chasing off Roderick Strong, had a match against uh, Mike Bennett with Brutal Bob and Maria, who looked amazing on TV this week. And, Unfortunately, she wasn't actually at the next uh, this week's TV taping, so she won't be back on TV for a while now. But um, we saw Michael Elgin pick up the win with a slightly botched power bomb. It wasn't he, the perfect yeah, he, power. He almost bomb. almost dropped him, didn't he? He almost dropped him, but he recovered it. So I don't know because he did the Booker bomb first, then the spinning power bomb, and both times he seemed to struggle lifting up. Bennett, so well, I don't know who's a pretty big, like bigger than most of the people in Ring of Honor. So that's I'm sure, true. yeah, that's, that's true, I suppose. But he still managed to do it, so yeah. we can't we can't say it was a complete botch or anything. But um, Stephen, what did you think of this one? Um, it was one of those matches, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was a good match, but I, I just don't see where they're going with. I know we've spoke about Michael Bennett a lot. Michael Bennett, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike Bennett, Bennett. Even. <laughs> that's his full name. Uh, yeah, Mike. I don't know. I just don't know where they're going with Mike Bennett. I mean, he, you know, when the, we had the, uh, he, the was it the box office smash off the uh, the top rope? Mm-hmm. You know, that, I thought they they made it look good there. Where you know, I thought he, he'd won at that point. Um, and obviously, they, you know, it made Algin look good the way he was kicking out of uh, that. You know, them sort of moves. Uh, and and Bennett seemed to be going for the uh, the cradle pile driver a lot. So whether the you know, he's going to keep sort of referencing the win over Jerry Lynn at final battle, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, they need to decide what they're going to do with Bennett, because I think he's good enough to, 
you know, to I, I think even a win for Bennett here would have been good for him. I mean, I mean, Al Guinness has has won a lot of matches recently. I don't think a loss to Bennett, uh, especially the way it would have happened as well with uh, Maria and Brutal Bob getting involved. I don't think that would have harmed Al at all, to be honest. Um, so I, I would have liked Bennett to win this match, to be honest. With you know, with the uh, box office match off the off the top rope, I think that would have been a good way to end the match. But uh, you know, I think they're protecting Algin and making him look strong going into the uh, the uh, match with Roderick Strong at the anniversary show. So overall, it was it was a decent match. You know, for a TV match, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with the, how Bennett's sort of just getting. It's the same the thing title. over and over with Benny. Yeah. You know, they built him up to win that TV title at Final Battle 2011 and he didn't do it and then he sort of faded into obscurity and nothing. Then he comes up, he beats Lance Storm, but then he just did nothing after that. Disappeared for a bit, came back, beat Jerry Lynn. Now he's just doing nothing again and he's you know he wasn't at the TV tapings because he was having a tryout elsewhere. We'll get to that in the news, but... I don't know. I'd, I don't think they know what they want to do with Bennett and I think he's on his way out, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, people maybe, can't maybe say... That's why, maybe that's why they're not giving him too much to do, because they know he's kind of on his way out to other things, and they don't want to push him too far up the card in case Especially he Especially after Kenny King, yeah. But what about, you know, he should have won the TV title Final Battle 2010. 2011. I mean, sorry, yeah, 2011. I mean, that's over a year ago. I mean, that 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 can't be used as an excuse there that they didn't give him the title because they thought he'd be going to Dewey Dewey or something. I mean... Well, he was wrestling unbeatable Jay Lethal, so there's not really much Ring of Honor can do. No matter how they book it, for some reason, Jay Lethal always wins. Beatable. That's a good point, yeah. But um, I suppose now, that, you know, the excuse could be made that they think he'll be going soon, so they don't want to push him too much. And, that you know, that's fair enough. I just think, you know, if he does... If we have seen sort of the end of Mike Bennett, then I think, you know, that they... They misused him quite a lot. And I think he could have been a lot bigger in, in Ring of Honor than definitely he turned a out failed, to be. Uh, a failed opportunity if he does go now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We then get to this week's main event, which I have only seen half of because I'm very busy. But um, it is a tag team gauntlet with the winner getting a tag team title shot at the 11th anniversary pay per view against the Briscoes. It began with the Bravados taking on the American Wolves and Stephen. I bet when the Bravados had that double roll up on the walls, you were just thinking, what if they got the pin? I know, I know. But I'm used to them losing by now. I don't think they're... Yeah, as, as you can expect, yes. the, the walls beat the Bravados. Um, and we had Charlie House on commentary for all of this. So that is a treat right there in itself. It doesn't, need, doesn't matter what matches on. He just kept calling everything crap and it was quite funny. Yeah, he, he was just staring <laughs> everything that was happening in this match and it was hilarious. <laughs> when Scum came out, he said the only thing good about these guys is the theme music or something. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where I got up to, unfortunately, during the Scum entrance. So we then have uh, Scum, Jimmy Jacobs and Steve Carino coming out to take on the American Wolves after they'd eliminated the Bravados. And uh, I will go to John sort of recap what happened here not too much actually happened between the wolves and the uh and scum uh Kare- it, literally they were maybe out there a couple minutes before uh, carino hit a low blow on edwards uh but edwards turns a larry attempt into a roll-up to pick up the win to eliminate scum and uh jacobs and carino then beat down edwards edwards and richards after being eliminated and Carino hits them with the ring bell. So they Scum wasn't out there too long, but they still look good, I guess, by you know destroying the Wolves, even though they've been eliminated. And the uh, final team in the match was Team Ambition. 
and Amphition and uh, the American Wolves had a good back and forth exchange. And eventually, Team Amphition picked up the win with the uh, head kick and brain buster combination on Edwards. Olay. And, huh? Doesn't matter. Okay. And they eventually, <laughs> and uh, they are next in line to challenge the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. There we go. So how was the gauntlet overall? I mean, obviously I only saw the first match, if you can call it, or round, whatever you want to call I'm, it. I'm not a fan of gauntlet matches at all. They are just a series of short matches that have no time to develop any kind of story or logical flow and things that usually don't end matches kind of end matches in the gauntlet or end portions of the gauntlet match. And teams that usually face each other for 20, 25 minutes are able to beat each other in three minutes. Hmm. They're just there. It's just one of those matches that annoy me. But as far as gauntlet matches go, this was a pretty decent one, and I don't really have too much to complain about other than the flaws that are there for every gauntlet match. I thought they booked it quite. Uh, you know, they, they booked it to sort of perfection. Really, they couldn't have done it any better. Obviously, with the you know the wall starting the match, so obviously you know that they were in for the whole match, and, and that gave. Uh, you know, gave Amphition sort of uh, maybe not a reason, but you know, a, a logical sort of uh, reason to to beat the Wolves as quickly as they did. That they were already sort of worn down and, and beaten up after two matches before. Um, so you know, as John said, really, Gauntlet matches aren't you know they're not great, but uh, I thought they booked this well. Uh, it, all, you know, all four teams looked pretty decent, even the Bravados who you know lost the first one. They I thought they looked uh, okay. Uh, Scum, as John said, sort of, sort of came out and caused havoc, and then went. But that's what they normally do anyway. And uh, yeah, I thought this, I thought the whole match was was pretty decent. Uh, I like the outcome of it, and it's you know sets up a good match between the Briscoes and uh, Team Amphition. So there we go. That wraps up this week's Ring of Honor TV show. So overall, I you know obviously I haven't seen the whole thing, but I wouldn't call it one of the best shows Ring of Honor have had. TV no, show. it was it was a bit of an up and down show. I mean, it was still a decent watch, but no, mm. it, it wouldn't be up there with one of the best ones, I don't think. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the Ring of Honor news, which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com. Harry kind of alluded to this earlier, and we made brief mention of this while talking about the Bennett and Michael Elgin match, but both Mike Bennett and Adam Cole have received WWE tryouts. Uh, There is no word on their status with either the Ring of Honor or the WWE, but we wish them the best in whatever their futures hold. It should be noted... Oh, go go on. I was going to say, it should be noted that um, this, this happened actually this past weekend during the TV tapings in Baltimore, so... Neither Bennett or Cole were actually at the taping, so they won't be on TV for that four weeks that were taped there, which is, I think, the build to the um, 11th anniversary, which is a bit strange, but um, I suppose it's a much better opportunity for them, and I think this is just the the RH cast prophecy is coming true. Adam Cole, the, the wheels are turned and he's on his way out. We warned everyone he wasn't going to be there long, and now he's he'll be gone soon. Oh, th- does that mean if Cole goes before... He had his as his match with Matt Hardy. Does that mean Matt Hardy's going to be sticking around even longer than he should? Yeah, he oh. defeated Adam. He defeated the Almighty WWE Superstar, Adam Cole. Oh, oh. God, Adam I, Cole! I, I, look I, what you've done to us. 
I think I joked about this last week that um, what if Cole leaves without ever being able to actually beat Matt Hardy and get his revenge? And that, that could have been. Matt, so Matt Hardy has a uh, the character that he was so tough he made Adam Cole run away to a different promotion. <laughs> isn't that what the isn't that what Haas and Benjamin used when Kenny King left? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like jumped. You scared of us? Yeah. So there we go. But yeah, Adam Cole, they'll, they'll be stupid not to sign him. Bennett. I don't know. I'm... I think I think both of them are perfect for WWE. Really. I don't know how Bennett would work because his gimmick is sort of that he's a WWE wrestler in Ring of Honor, but if he was a WWE wrestler in WWE, he's just a wrestler. Maybe he could be a Ring of Honor wrestler in WWE. Oh wow! Oh, see, oh. that's there's already a few of those. Um, so let's move on with the news, John. Yeah, and even though Mike Bennett and Adam Cole may be leaving, we might have not have to wait long to get some kind of replacements for him. As Ring of Honor has announced, they will be signing some new talent to long-term deals in the near future. I can only assume this is going to be people who have been appearing on TV, such as Silas Young, ACH, and Matt Taven. But who knows who they may end up signing. Just get those lucrative contracts that the Young Bucks had. Yeah, Jesus. guaranteed was it five shows a month. And then... Guaranteed, sat at home for the summer getting no <laughs> contract. I mean, I could do one of those. Guaranteed summer hiatus. Who wouldn't want one of those? <laughs> But as for talent already on the roster, Bobby Fish is calling his team with Kyle O'Reilly Red Dragon. Now, now where is, who, who said this? Who has said this? Where? Who is the authority on this? Uh, who, give, who gives Bobby Fish the right to name his own tag team? That's yeah. our job. Tag team name isn't something you know you shove down the fans' throats. It's just something that comes about naturally. And Team Ambition is what the the RH cast force chose. Team Ambition is what. Caleb Seltzer said on TV. That's the... No, the great and legendary Caleb Seltzer referred to them as Team Ambition. <laughs> that name has to stick. So where has this Red Dragon come from? I mean, who who said this? Bobby Fish on Twitter or, or what exactly? He's in the uh, Newswire, the latest one. So they're trying to make people stop calling a man fishing, essentially, aren't they? Yeah, and, and they've capitalised the D and the R in Red Dragon, which is obviously... What? You know, Maybe it's something, you know, it's getting to Davy Richards, he's DR, I guess. That's the only thing I can sort of think of. Oh, how dare you capitalise my initials? Oh, I hate (laughs) you so much. They are in the D. If they're two separate words, why wouldn't you capitalise them? No, the D and the R in the middle. Except the DR of Dragon. Yeah, the D in red and the... Yeah, the red dragon, yeah. Basically, the D in red and the D in dragon is one D. It's sort of one, it comes together. Team our fishing is much more simpler than this. Yeah. Capitalize this, lowercase this. Team. I our... hope they come out wearing red and do the old uh, Ricky Steamboat entrance where they start like spitting fire. <laughs> yeah, if they want to be called Red Dragon, at least like have red on the trunks or something. It's, instead of instead of the green mist, they need to actually shoot fire at their opponents like to end the match. <laughs> I hope they start coming out in red tight-fitting sweaters. As a reputable. New source. Are we going to now refer to them as Red Dragon on our articles? No. 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 God, no. Okay. okay. They will always be Team Man Fishing, just like Red Titus and BJ Whitman will always be the BJ Express. God, they must hate us for that. We killed that team. It was us, really. <laughs> I'll take what I did that, so it's all my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, John. Oh, yeah, there's been some more information announced for Ring of Honor's return to Cincinnati, Ohio on February the 16th. A match has been announced. It'll be Jay Lethal going one-on-one against Tadarius Thomas. And this should be a pretty interesting match to watch, to see how much offense Thomas gets in and what he can show against somebody like Lethal. Another possible breakout moment for him. So, you know, we'll be sure to check that out. We'll 
have a review on rritual.com when the show is released and you know hopefully you know mine and steven's I wouldn't say negative opinions. I mean, I don't know how you describe our opinions of Tom. But skeptical. Yeah, yeah. We're skeptical. Skeptical opinion. That's perfect. That's why Thank writer you. and I just do other stuff. That's why I do words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our skeptical opinions hopefully will change after the, you know these bigger profile matches, so to speak. And also for the Cincinnati show, and this is the part I think I'm looking forward to the most. Truth Martini has requested some in-ring time. Yes. That he will call hoopla. Yes. Awesome. So Ask just give him an hour and a half just to do whatever he wants to in the ring. And I will... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean, anything? Well, you I know. mean anything. You, you, you've you've heard of his stories. Exactly. And when I, when I say anything, I mean anything and everything he'll want to ever do in a wrestling ring. So you want <laughs> Truth Martini, you know, doing his thing with Kevin Kelly on commentary. Soaring and scoring! Soaring! Oh, this has been going on for six minutes. How is truth my team after last Look at the endurance. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, moving on. Um, in addition to the information released for the Cincinnati show, there have been other shows uh, announced in the near future. A Ring of Honor returns to Richmond on April 27th and will return to the Pittsburgh area on May 11th. So keep checking back to ROHworld.com for information regarding those two shows. Uh, for the limited anniversary show coming up in just under a month now, wow. Steve Carino has been uh, kind of promising that Scum will take over Ring of Honor and that uh, Honor will die. And there have been these flyers released that are kind of like Steve Carino being the Uncle Sam, kind of pointing out and saying, you know, come join us. And it's kind of teasing new members for Scum. And yeah, with these silhouettes been... behind him. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting and... I'm looking forward to what they're doing. And if what do, what do we think is going to happen here with Scum then at the pay per view? Let's let's go around and hear what everyone's crazy predictions are. Stephen, go ahead. Ah, oh, I haven't got my fancy Booker hat on. Um, I don't. Know, one of you go first. I'll th- I'll give me a second to think. I I think I saw someone on the forum said this. Um, I. <sighs> Well, there's two theories on the forum, so I'll just say one of them. But someone mentioned the idea of sort of Steen is going to eventually leave Scum and become face and just have Carino sort of leading this faction of young heels because there's not really an embassy or house of truth anymore. But I think Carino is sort of like the, the mouthpiece or leader of some faction where he does all the talking. He can sit on commentary during these guys' matches, put them all over. But I don't know who would be in this group. Just sort of, you know, not Cutie Marshall, but sort of maybe <laughs> someone like Silas Young and people like that. Get them in this faction with Carino to put them over. I think that could work. Yeah, yeah I, think I, like... I mean, Carino is so charismatic and, and mm. Jacobs as well. They're both so good, you know, such good speakers that uh, they could definitely sort of lead this uh, this faction. I know, as you said, you know, Steen will be, or well, it looks like he'll be leaving Scum sooner or later. So, uh you know them going it alone with with some new yeah I think Silas Young would definitely fit in with them as well because you know he's not the uh, the best looking of uh, of people ever so um, I think he'd fit into the whole scum thing and he he just looked really he looked really pissed off so uh, I think he'd 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 go well with them too um, I'm not sure who else I'd, I'd maybe even uh, Truth Martini joining in with them Oof. maybe Truth Martini yeah uh, that's something I've just thought of maybe. 
I don't think that'll happen, but that might that might be an interesting. But then they'd have too many good speakers, and then they'd be yeah. fighting over who to talk. So yeah, maybe <laughs> not. But yeah, I think definitely uh, Carino and Jacobs leading this sort of uh, group would be you know is a good idea in my opinion. I like Hawkeye's idea from the forum, and it says that uh, Lethal will beat Steen clean at the 11th anniversary show, and after the match, Steen shakes Lethal's hand because you know Steen's supposed to be this changed man after the match at Final Battle. Carino and Jacobs come come to the ring and kind of berate Steen for being the changed man that he is. And a group of guys, he doesn't really list anybody, but I agree with you, Silas Young would be perfect in this role, would come down and beat down Steen and Lethal. And that kind of you know, removes Steen from the scum group and gives Lethal like an instant an instant opponent mm. as a champion. And I yeah. thought that was brilliant. You could even have masked guys attack him. You know, not the Guardians of Truth, but <laughs> just probably yeah, him in masked. Truth. Yes. Yeah, Mosh and Thrasher. But then, actually, no, don't do mask guys because then it just becomes aces and eights. So we don't want that. Um, another theory on the forum was that Lethal will join Scum and Carino and Jacobs will help him win the belt because Kevin Steen has changed. That's one theory that I'm not sure if that would happen so suddenly. I mean, maybe Lethal could join him down the line, but I don't know about straight away. I think that could work because. Maybe, yeah, it's going to take a while, but I think Lethal, they could say, you know, Lethal was the one who got rid of Cornette. Uh, you know, maybe he said that, you know, he did that to aid. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. that could, maybe that could tie in somewhere. That he, yeah, he did what Steen never could do. I mean, Steen was trying to get rid of Cornette for months and did nothing. Yeah. You know, Lethal, unbeatable Jay Lethal, just chucks him over a table and he's out of there. I, th- I think I think it was Des who mentioned this on, on Twitter. Uh, Des who writes our week, uh, weekend roundup, he said something like, um, "You know, Lethal saying all this about being honourable and, and and stuff like that." But he's the one that you know he attacked Jim Cornette and he you know he more spat or less killed. Yeah, he spat on McGinnis. He almost killed Jim Cornette. I, I mean, where's the honour in that? I, I, I think. think was, go on. I think. No, so I think he's definitely going to be turning heel. Probably that's probably that's why, why they're emphasizing the this. So Kevin Kelly can be like, oh my God, he's supposed to be honorable. We saw oh, this Damn him, damn him. And just uh, shaking his walking stick at him or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we went off on a tangent there. I think there was yeah. some news behind that. But keep going, John, if there is any more news. Oh, uh, yes. Now we just have some news about some things that's been posted on ringofhonorworld.com, rhworld.com. Ring of Honor World. You don't even know the bloody URL. You've been, work, you've been writing for us for how long, John? Go uh, on. For too long. Uh, <laughs> Dave has a new article. On <gasps> that reminds me. Tomorrow, Friday, the 8th of February, oh, is yeah. the two-year anniversary <laughs> of rohworld.com. How did we not know that? I cannot believe we completely forgot. We only, we only made the website. Yeah, so that has been Back two whole years, Stephen, tomorrow. We'll have to have like a quick art, quick article celebrating our anniversary, but yeah. two years, believe it or not, since we started com. Can you believe it? I can't. Happy birthday I, to us. Wow. I know. Obviously, we can't believe it as we, uh, we, we couldn't even remember. But yeah, the first ever article. Daniel's return to TNA won't affect his Ring of Honor commitments. For some reason, that was the first article, and that was the one before the Welcome to ROH World. Yeah, the second article <laughs> was Welcome to Ring of Honor World. dot com. So it's that sort of strange. that sort of showed you how professional we were going to be, wasn't it? Instant botch. But wow, I'm I'm shocked. It's lasted so long, and yeah, we, yeah I am as well. Three thousand Twitter followers, six hundred Facebooks. It's I'm very thank you to everyone for thank supporting you for the website. Yeah, obviously the RH cast is not 
two years old yet. It will be at some point this year, I believe, September. September, this year. Yeah. September yeah. But yeah, thank you to all the supporters of rhworld.com. And I'm shocked. It, it was just yeah, supposed I can't to be really how much it's grown since. You know, I think when we started it, we didn't expect it to ever get as. You know, it's not massive or anything, but we never expected it to get as big as as it has. And... Well, that's why it was a sort of a, a website I designed all from scratch using code myself, and we just sort mm. of outgrown that, and we had to work in the Ring of Honor sweatshop to get it <laughs> converted over to WordPress, so it's much easier to update. And yeah, we spent many uh, grueling hours in the sweatshop, we not did. allowed to drink or or Oof. eat. But yeah. there we go, two years. Yeah, another tangent, but. We will accept account. birthday presents and or donations via PayPal. Yeah. Back on topic. <laughs> Dave has a new article up on the site about uh, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander's role in the tag team division and what the future holds for them. And it's a good read, so go check it out. And the final bit of news I have saved the best for last is that I have a review up of The Hunt for Gold from last month in Dearborn. Michigan. It was a very good show. Borderline great show, I'd say. And featured the first half was a solid show. Nothing, you know, much to talk about besides a very good Silas Young and Roger Strong match. But the second half of the show was just phenomenal. It, it featured two great matches. The uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Adam Cole Proving Ground match was just phenomenal. Those two were, were just great together in it reminds me of why I love Jimmy Jacobs so much. The Ring of Honor has been really misusing him, and I hope he this gets him more, I guess, more traction and more of a push as a singles wrestler moving forward. And the main event between the American Wolves and the Briscoes was another amazing match. So this is almost a must. I would almost say this is a must buy show, and I I definitely recommend watching it. If only for the reason you get to find out where Rhino lost his virginity at. There we go. That's you couldn't sell that better than you saw that better than Ring of Honor themselves. Um, I, th- I think this is part of a should we call this a new reviews initiative at rhworld.com. We noticed that last year we didn't really have many posts go up in the reviews category, but our plan now, hopefully, we'll be able to stick to this: is to have a review of every show that takes place this year, not the TV tapings, of course to sort of give everyone a good overall look of the year. And then it's an easy way for us to look back and say, oh, you know, what was the best show this year? Because each show is given a rating out of five. I believe this got a four out of five, John. It's got a four out of five, yes. Yeah, good so start. Good start. that's a very good start to the year. And we hopefully will have a review of uh, Defy or Deny 2 coming up soon as well. And was that the last bit of news? That was the last bit of news. Okay, now we're going to move on to the listener topics and questions that you've sent in. There's several ways you can do this to be part of the show. You can email us, contact at rohworld.com. You can tweet us, at roh underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. Or you can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the professionalism that we showed on our first ever day of rh world almost you know, two years ago you know 75 episodes in and i'm still making ding dong noises on the computer because <laughs> i'm botching the sounds so oh dear anyway on to the questions um by the way i noticed i actually noticed a mistake in in the second ever article when i look back at it but we'll move on well we'll leave that for now um 
Spanky on you. Two years. (laughs) Spanky on you asks, uh, can we see Cheeseburger come out during the top prospect tourney and somehow in a swerve, Truth Martini has got him in and he wins and joins the House of Truth? Yes. Cheeseburger is amazing. Cheeseburger has to be on the roster. He has to be one of the guys that have signed some long-term deals, surely. Cheeseburger actually was made an appearance on the house show from Dearborn at ringside. Kevin Kelly called him out. And I was like, Cheeseburger! He's the man! Did he refer to him as Cheeseburger? (laughs) He did. He referred to him as Cheeseburger. Oh, isn't... Like we got Cheeseburger here at ringside. Oh yes. He should. To- he should totally be. They should definitely make something out of that because he was so over. And they could. He doesn't even need. A, he's got a ring name. He's got Cheeseburger. Yes. That he's got. He's got a gimmick lined up already. Get him. Get him signed. Get him in scum or something like that. <laughs> with him, but that would be amazing. <laughs> I reckon he. I wouldn't be surprised if he one day like interferes in a Haas match and. Oh yeah, god! Final battle 2013, Haas against Cheeseburger. Yes, yes. That's the <laughs> comedy, that comedy thing that we that final battle would need. He's got like ten months to bulk up a bit, and he can just keep pissing Charlie Haas off, and then yes, that oh that'd be amazing. Book it now. Book it. Um, Spank on you. Second question is how about a Grizzly Redwood Cheeseburger tag team? Oh, you better watch out, Team Man Fisher. That, that would leave Mike Mondo in tears. That would just be. Imagine, imagine him commentating on that match. Wow. Mm. Um, if Cole is leaving, who should he face in his last match? He should drop the TV title to Matt Hardy. I think. Only joking. Kyle uh, O'Reilly. Yeah, I think Kyle O'Reilly. Like it, for his last match, it probably would be good to go against O'Reilly because of you know the history between the two of them. But I think in his last match, he's gonna have to drop the belt and. I think he'll probably do that to Michael Elgin. They've sort of, sort of had a, a mini rivalry. They've had quite a few matches. They've sort of risen up the card at the same sort of time. So I think either O'Reilly or Elgin should be sort of his last match if he's on his way out. And I hope he gets a decent send-off or doesn't just sort of, you know, disappear. And then we're like, all of a sudden, we have a TV title tournament this week. <laughs> Ring of Honor. Like, no. First, if... If you know this past weekend has gone well for him and he's been told by WWE, you know he's he's close to a deal or whatever, and you know Ring of Honor might even make him drop it at the anniversary show to the winner of the Top Prospect tournament. I wouldn't I'd be against that. No, I wouldn't. So uh, yeah, maybe he, maybe yeah, maybe his last match could just be like against O'Reilly or or, or something. I, I wouldn't be uh, adverse to that. Um, but yeah, he definitely definitely has to lose the title before he leaves. You don't want another uh, walking out scenario. Um, KL underscore underscore asks, oh God, this I'm not answering this question. Do you think RH should invest in a women's division and maybe even create a women's title? I, I don't think KL has ever listened to this podcast before. Otherwise, he'd know our opinions on this. Um, I'll do the very quick summary. No, any, no. The, yeah, no, there isn't. There just isn't enough time on a one-hour show. Even from a, even from a, a you know, a, a neutral standpoint. There's just not enough time in the TV show or anything. There's would there be any point in having just a women's division for sort of house shows? If they're not getting TV time, is there much point? I don't. That's what I was going to say. Maybe I wouldn't disagree with having women's wrestling on the house shows. That's kind of like a special attraction. Like, hey, yeah, I can. You know, those, can you know those main companies, their women suck, but watch this. This is where real women's wrestling's at. Kind of thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. Give them like a match. You know, like a ten-minute match on each house show or something, just to kind of show off. 
Yeah, I think that works. But I mean, they, they keep having like one women's match per TV tape, and I just don't see the point in it because none of them, you know, they're not regulars. They're not gaining anything from the match. It's just a waste of TV time. But yeah, it truly. If, if they are going to have, you know, as John said, like a, a special attraction match at a house show, then I think that would that would be fine to be honest. But I just don't think there's enough time or or anything to have a proper division really. Um, <laughs> do you think RH World is on the things that pisses off Charlie Haas? Definitely. We've got to be. All this toot toot stuff we've been going on about. For how long now? Was it last Border it Wars last year? Border Wars. July or something, wasn't it? It was May. It was since, so since May, last year uh, in May, we've been going on about this toot toot promo, having songs about it. And yeah, he probably hates us if he's aware of it. Yeah, but he stole our Haas puns thing. Haas yeah, turned was, a, yeah. yeah it turned into a t shirt. So it's, really, we should be pissed off with him because he stole our ideas, damn it. And you know what pisses ROH cast off? Charlie Haas stealing our gimmick and not giving us any royalties. Yeah, he spoke about gimmick infringement on the TV this week. Yeah, irony for you, Charlie. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to piss him off. Have you seen him? He'll, he'll treat me like cheeseburger and kill me. Um, can you say this? Asks three questions. One, what has been, what has been your favourite title design from any wrestling company? Emmy. Oof. I really liked the old world title the ring of honor world title the one that we've just had i really like that one the, yeah that that previous ring of honor world title is one of my favorites and i might I, be I biased don't... because i own a replica of it but the uh the wwe undisputed title that i really i really like that one yeah i like the I... old wcw world heavyweight title as well i like that one mm. i like the one that the, the world heavyweight title that wwe uses now Oh, do they still use it? I don't know. It's the same one WCW had, isn't it? Yeah, yeah WCW that's probably my favorite. But I love the new Ring of Honor world title, the new Ring of Honor tag team titles. Those really? are just both beautiful belts. I'm kind of I warm into the TV title as well. Not, I don't, was it sarcastic? I don't know. What? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> um... Number two, if you could book any former RH legend or champion to come back from TNA or WWE to RH for one month Oof. and the iPay-Per-View, who would it be and how would you book him? Oof. Oof. Do, we, do we try and <laughs> I am do going to go. Because, you know, booking a month could take a... Well, I, I'd I'm just gonna, say I'm, Daniel Bryan back and have him face Nigel for one last time. I'm going to say uh, bring, bring back Brian Danielson like you did, but have him face off with the uh, world champion Kevin Steen, who's still in scum, saying Danielson represents everything that Ring of Honor was, trying to reclaim the honor away from Kevin Steen, but Kevin Steen ends up going over him and beating him, saying that honor is, in fact, dead. It'd have to be punk, but I just don't know who he could face if he's only going to have one program. QT Marshall? Yeah, how, how about punk and Martini just do promo battles? <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, come back to me on that one. I don't know, but Punk it'd have to be Punk for that month. But I don't know who his sort of IP view match would be against. He's gonna have to put someone over, isn't he? You look at the you know the amount of guys that have left over the last couple of years. I mean, I was watching a a DVD. I think Supercard of Honor Five um, from I think it was 2010, and the you know, the most of the wrestlers on that card were were gone. You know, some of the names that they've lost since that show is you know, it's. People are always moaning about the, the the roster being thin and a bit weak, but when you lose that amount of guys, you know, it's, it's hard to recover. Yeah, especially you know the how good they've gone on to become as well. It's it, you know you can't just sort of 
you know, wrestlers don't grow on trees. You know, you have to get them from somewhere, and it's uh, it's hard to build them up as 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 quickly as people say. So, um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, number three, can you say this? Asks if people are saying CM Punk is Batman and Cena is Superman, then w- I would say The Rock is the Flash, as he comes. Then all of a sudden he's gone. <laughs> Who would you say from ROH would remind you of a DC or Marvel superhero? I know nothing about comics. I'll leave you to this. I have no idea. Oh, that's difficult. Uh, that's, that's a hard one to come up with on the spot, isn't it? These are good questions from Can You Say. Yeah, yeah very good very questions. Good yeah. yeah, more of these. Um, wow, that's... <laughs> we see how good the questions are. We just how about, how about <laughs> Michael Elgin would be the Hulk? Yes, definitely. No, no, Charlie Haas would be the Hulk. Because you wouldn't like him when he's pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, we can't have a better answer than that, can we? No. Um, uh, we have Marcus trial questions of the week. I don't even have the sound ready. He doesn't need the sound. I think he does. He probably stops. <laughs> Here we go. I've got this ding. <laughs> yeah. I really just don't know what I'm doing. You wouldn't think I have a degree in computing. Here we go. Number one from Marcus. Doesn't Matt Hardy on TV remind you of a fat stoner in pajamas that's been startled by a fire alarm? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I don't know what one of those looks like, but it does. A fat stoner in pajamas startled by a fire alarm. <laughs> that describes it perfectly. That does. I've never have thought of that, but that's that's the perfect description of that is, Mr. Yeah. Matthew Hardy. <laughs> Matthew Hardy. Uh, what makes more sense? Mark Briscoe promos, bizarre Kevin Kelly commentary, or QT Marshall's career? <laughs> <laughs> They're all pretty terrible. I think Mark Briscoe promos would be number yes. one, then Kevin oh, Kelly, Ke- and then QT Marshall. I don't know if anyone has seen this, but that reminds me on the official Ring of Honor um, YouTube page. They uploaded a Briscoe's promo that's apparently a deleted scene for one of the TV shows, and it's the Briscoes talking about Team Man Fishing. And Mark Briscoe is talking about, I ain't never heard of no O'Reilly fish. Talking about, <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. So you got to yeah. check that out. Yeah, I saw that. It was really good. The Briscoes are just hilarious, aren't they, really? O'Reilly fish. Um, and number three, we take the piss out of Tony Casino all the time. Well, no, you do. We don't take the piss out of I was actually going to say to you, before you read these questions out, I haven't read them this week, and I, I'm just going to bet that one involves Tony Casino. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> he hasn't been involved in ROH for so long. He he gets mentioned more than anyone. <laughs> we take the piss out of Tony Kazina all the time, but to be fair, he is one of the most innovative wrestlers in history. Did you know he's the only wrestler that on your TV is shown in actual size? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, um, onto Twitter now. Uh, at Andy Tweet Stuff asks, realistically, who will be the next TV champion? And would an Adam Cole Hill turn lead to a world title run? I think I spoke. Didn't we talk about this last week? Um, uh, in regards to next TV champion, I mean, can we talk about in the spoilers, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Because there's you know, something that happened at the TV show that I think is setting up something. That's all I'll say. In regards to heel turn, I think it's too late. This, he's going to be think- gone. Yeah, I think if uh, he sticks around, a heel turn would be very good because awesome. he's great at playing a heel. But unfortunately, yeah. I don't see him being around for too much longer. But if he is here you know, for the long haul for another two or three years, a heel turn would be tremendous. Yeah, it, it'd Even be sad to see him long enough. Yeah, it'd be sad to see him go without having you know a 
a heel running Ring of Honor because I've seen sort of promos and stuff he's done in, you know, different promoters, CZW and PWG, where he's been, you know, been a heel and he he does, you know, he's got lots of charisma and does play the heel role well. So I would like to see him do that, and I think that would lend really well to a World Title Run. But as as you as you two have said, I, I can't see him being around that long, unfortunately. Um, it's a shame because he was always going to the original plan. I think we talked about this when we interviewed him was he was going to be brought in as a heel as part of the embassy, wasn't he? But then when the yeah. booking team changed, that didn't happen. So who knows how things would have panned out if that would have been, if you know, if he would have stuck with that original plan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we've got a few on Facebook this week. Um, John asks, why have you or TNA never signed John Morrison? Also, where has Shelton Benjamin gone? Shelton Benjamin is, well, released he's, from going back, he's going back to, he's been released from his contract and there's a rumour he's going to the WWE. Um, we've never signed John Morrison because I don't know if he's a very good writer or how he is on a podcast. I don't know if, you know, why we personally would want to sign him. I'm guessing he's quite expensive. Well, yeah, we don't pay more expensive anyone. than John anyway. We oh, don't John. pay John, so we just send him a couple <laughs> of t-shirts. He pays us. Exactly. He, that's how he gets on this thing. He, he pays us. Um, I, get, so, I get paid in t-shirts like once a year. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if us signing John Morrison would be good, but I'm guessing he meant to say Ring of Honor, not us personally, but... I don't know. I'm guessing he's quite expensive, maybe. As I, an, I think Gabe it's... Gabe used him a few ah, times, doesn't he? There we go. So, he's, always... not signed, he's not signed with Gabe, so... But he, he can't be that expensive if Gabe's using him, because... Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe they just don't think he'll fit in. I mean... You know, you've I got think... Hardy, so what else do you need? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen him wrestle for years, and I haven't got a clue if he's any good anymore. Or I think he was always okay without being anything special i think he'd be okay to bring in for one match maybe and then see how he goes but i think it'd be like a special attraction or something you know how it's how they sort of did with finley where he had a was it two two or three matches on our pay-per-view was it just i can't remember how many times we saw yeah, finley. he had elgin who did he ask did he face elgin and strong wasn't it yeah so you know something like that where we get two match two or three yeah. matches out of him i think would be the perfect thing for john morrison and much better than matt hardy and a lot less complaining going on uh michael asks Talk of the Briscoes leaving if the tryout with WWE goes well. Who are the contenders? Hopefully not scum. Well, the Briscoes confirmed that, that the news about them having a tryout was false. They haven't had a tryout. Um, they're not because Messi... They should have. They are, they are so good. They really should have... I mean, in my opinion, they, they should, should be, be making first. so much money. If I was WWE, they would they would be the first ones I'd, I would go after. Out of any, any wrestler or tag team on the... You know, on the independent scene, they, they would be the first one to go after because they are just so good. They would fit in WWE as well. You know, they they've got good characters. They're both good on the mic. They're funny. They can wrestle. They've got it already. I've I've no idea why they're not there already. Um, I think if they were going to be there by now, they would have been. I don't think they'll ever ever go there. To mm. be honest, unfortunately for them. Um, I mean, to be honest, if they did go, I mean, I think the tag team division has strengthened a lot over the last few months. I yeah, think. you've got Team Man Fishing, yeah. CNC. Uh, American Wolves, the Bravados when they come back. So BJ Express maybe. I, mean, I, maybe I can't. I can't see the Briscoes being champions for very long. If I'm honest. No, I think Team and Fishing are going <laughs> to capture the belts personally. Yeah, and I quite like Scrum as a tag team. I mean, I can't see that. You know, they're not going to win the titles again, and I don't know if Carino and Jacobs will continue as a tag team. But I think they. You know, they're a solid team. After hearing how good this. Jimmy Jacobs, Adam Cole was. It just will hopefully remind Ring of Honor how good Jimmy Jacobs is as a singles guy. So maybe they'll, yeah, you know, go with what other people were saying earlier of putting him 
say, sort of keeping Carino as sort of a mouthpiece for these young guys and then, you know, letting Jacobs wrestle some singles matches. I think that I would wouldn't mind idea. seeing, like, Steve Carino kind of be the manager for Jacobs and Jacobs kind of move up into the main event scene if they're going yeah. to have, like, like kind of like, a, I think it was Hawkeye's idea of bringing somebody like to beat down Steen after his match with Lethal if he loses the title. Kind of just have Jacobs do that and kind of push himself up the card more. But now I think about it. Jacobs and Carino turn on Steen. I don't know. It would be a bit silly in hindsight because they were feeling each other. Then they became friends. Now they turned against each other again. Are they going to become friends next year again? And Friendship's complicated, Harry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is pro wrestling, Harry. Things change. Okay. 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 God. Um. So more on Facebook. Kevin asks, will there be a DVD of the things that piss off Charlie Haas soon? <laughs> well, there's probably been about what. 20 episodes of those so far, totaling about 10 minutes. minutes, Yeah. So it'll be quite a while until we get a DVD, but maybe they could be the bonus features of the longer weighted Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team Volume Toot that we have. Well, they'll definitely release that now. It looks like Shouten's gone, so they need to get some more money out of them, don't they? Exactly. That'll be the next thing uh, they release. Um, Tuesday rollout. Yeah. Robert asks, any outside talent that you think RH should bring in versus who they may actually bring in? Um, I know that they've said this stuff about they're going to be signing guys to contracts. And as John said, I think it mainly it's be... It's going to be guys we've already seen, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure. guys who have been in the top prospect tournament and, you know, ACH, uh, Taven, Silas Young. I think those three would be the first three I'd pick. Mm. Um, and then maybe, yeah, I, th- I think it would be mainly those guys, to be honest. Um any outside talent you'd like to bring in? I mean, I don't really watch any wrestling apart from Ring of Honor, really, so I'm not really that clued up on promising guys on the indies, really. Um, do you, I mean, I know you don't really watch much indie wrestling either, do you, Harry? No. Or John, actually, so we're not really the ones to answer this question, unfortunately. <laughs> we're rohwood.com, so that's, you know, we yeah. know that stuff, sort of, so that's, that's our excuse. I can't, yeah, I can't really think of anybody... Anybody that they've had that they might... I mean, TJP, maybe. Uh, the Young Bucks. And obviously, they're not going to be signing contracts, but I think both them three guys could still do good stuff in Ring of Honor. And Homicide, I think I think Homicide as well. What is I he still, doing now? Where, where is he? I don't know. Doing something. Uh, he seems to like, appear, have a burrito street fight, disappear, come back. Sometimes he's awful. Sometimes he's really good. Like It's like yeah. different I, I think, people every time or something. I think he just needs. I think they should just have him give him one last run, and you know, just give him, put him on TV, give him a, a bit of time to get back up to speed, and just see how he does. And then, if after a few months he's still not up to scratch or as good as they'd hope, then maybe just you know get, get rid of him again. But yeah, I, th- I think he deserves what you know one last chance really because he's done so much in you know in the past of Ring of Honor, and I still mm. think he can do good things. Uh, I think we have one more on the wow. forum. DX is sort of this is our own fault because last week you told everyone on Twitter to like I don't know what he said to them but screw you yeah. guys or something he, you weren't very nice to the RH cast force and now they've that, that must have upset them so they've sent all these questions in to sort of make up for last week I, I withdraw that sorry guys we're paying the price with all these questions but good yeah. questions so and um, could... we've sort of already spoke about this uh, DX president NWO asks thoughts on the scum's recruitment poster yeah I think we've discussed that enough so but yeah, good question. Think, yeah, I, I, I like the post, and I think it's a good idea, and it'll be interesting to see what happens at the 11th anniversary. So, uh... Can we have one of those for RH Cast? It's like, John wants <laughs> you to join the RH Cast force. It's got a giant <laughs> centre point at the 
<laughs> screen. Yes. We'll print yes. loads off and we'll just put them on other seats at Ring of Honor house shows. Perfect. Yeah. Dear. Well, we'll have to get someone to do that because they're all in the Midwest of America and we can't get there. So John's nearabouts. He'll just drive. Yeah, he's in the Midwest. He can go. <laughs> So that's all the yeah that's all the uh, questions for that this week. Thanks a lot for everyone, uh, everyone's questions a lot this week and yeah very good ones as well. It's always nice to sort of uh, talk you know talk about questions that we haven't had before and because we're always talking about you know who should be the next champion and stuff. But yeah, some sort of questions from uh, out of left field this week. So thanks a lot for everyone who sent them in and yeah send some more in for next week. Yeah, thank you very much. That wraps up this week's. Oh no, it doesn't. What am I talking about? Oh no, we. Wow, this is going to be a long show. It might wrap up the show. Because we're going to talk about the latest TV spoilers now, and if you don't want to have four weeks' worth of Ring of Honor TV spoilt, we suggest you stop listening. But thank you for joining us, and we do hope you enjoyed the show. For everyone else, we're going to now talk about the spoilers, but before we do that, here is the spoiler alarm so no one has any excuses for hearing spoilers they don't want. That's enough of that. Are we going through the spoilers now? I don't know, maybe. Um, so we've got four weeks worth of Ring of Honor TV to sort of go through here. There's not much detail, so it won't take us too long. I'm a bit concerned this show could be a long one. Um, this, the TV tapings were on February 2nd in Baltimore, and the show, the first show is February 16th, and these run through until March 9th, which is the week after the 11th anniversary. So two of these will air before the uh, the anniversary pay-per-view on March the 2nd. So the first show, February 16th, begins with Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander taking on Brian Fury and Nick Westgate. The match ended in a no contest when Rhino and Steve Carino came out, with Rhino beating up all four men. Carino grabbed a mic and told everyone to prepare for the Ring of Scum. That just sounds dirty, you want to watch that. <laughs> At the 11th anniversary. Um, oh, it was I'm a bit... Dis- dis- Sorry, go on. So I'm a bit disappointed that they've used CNC in this segment. I think they could yeah. they have just used two random tag teams and had Rhino beat them all up rather it's, than. It's the thing the Ring of Honor like doing. They like to get local guys to put them in a match and then interrupt the match after a minute, which happens twice on this TV tape when it happened with Harset and um, Hunt for Gold as well. So I don't know why they use CNC in this. Well, this could be leading to a uh, CNC versus like Carino and Jacobs match at the 11th anniversary. Yeah. Okay. That. But oh, Rhino maybe. Carino, and yeah, maybe. Because Jacobs wasn't even with them apparently. Um, so it was initially reported that Rhino defeated CNC in a handicap match. So that was very concerning. When I luckily, saw that, I was like, "No, what are you doing?" Luckily, that turned out to be a shoddy report. And I think in future we're going to reach out for reports from these spoilers so we can get more detailed, definitive responses from from someone who was there. So the first match of this show. Jay Lethal defeated Jimmy Jacobs. The unbeatable one gets a win yet again. After the match, Rhino tried to attack Jay Lethal, but Kevin Steen made the save. Ooh. Dissension <laughs> in scum. Is there collusion or dissension in the world? Kevin Kelly's got to say at least one of those words, hasn't he? Before yeah, He'll say dissension in scum or something. Uh, then we have a semi-final in the Top Prospects tournament. Where Tadarius Thomas defeated God's Gift to professional wrestling, QT Marshall. That is a very pleasant surprise. Quintessential troll eliminated 
in the semi-finals. He's too busy trolling on forums. He needs to focus on practicing his wrestling. You know, he can't prepare. He's got to prepare for that capoeira, not posting on forums. <laughs> uh, we then in the top prospects there, top prospects tournament. Matt Taven defeated Silas Young. I'm looking forward to this match. We then get to episode two, which will air on February 23rd. Uh, the top prospect tournament finals. Matt Taven defeated Tadarius Thomas via Truth Martini interference. This means that the 11th anniversary it will be Adam Cole defending the TV title against Matt Taven with Truth Martini. And I believe I called this. I called Matt Taven with Martini when we were discussing this before. So you see, yet again, my prediction comes true. Sorry, Mr. Jay Lethal's going to win the title at Final Battle. I was just a few months off. <laughs> um, I, think, I think we knew that it was Martini was going to get involved some way and help someone win and they were going to sort of join. So I think, yeah, I think Taven's a good choice. I mean, I haven't seen him for a while, but it'll be interesting to uh, see those couple of matches that he's involved in. And, yeah, he, but, was, he was always impressive, you know, as a wrestler yeah. when, when I saw him. I don't know about his mic work or character, but when you've got Martini speaking for you, you just do the wrestling. He does all the talking. So this could be a good match. And as we discussed, if Cole is leaving, I wouldn't be against maybe Taven winning the belt here. Yeah, I think that'd be a good way to sort of introduce him, have a, make an instant impact like that. I think that'd be... Mm. Uh, wouldn't be against that either. And then in the main event of that show, we have Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish defeating Michael Elgin and the American Wolves when Strong pinned Elgin clean to pick up the win. So that could be two very good matches on that week's show. Mm, that does, That's February does 23rd. Good. There's just two matches. There's no promos noted. So that could be a show to check out. And I believe the first two are actually already up on the early bird access. Is it for $2 each, John? Yeah, $1.99 each. So, yeah, so there we go. If, if, you, if you're really eager to watch these shows, you can already watch the first two. And I'd be tempted personally to watch that February 23rd one, but... You can always tune into RH Cast the week after and we'll tell you if it's any good or not. Uh, episode 3 from March, we'll, we'll air, sorry, on March 2nd, 2013. It begins with Steve Carino and Rhino defeating a currently unknown tag team. Quote, we will update this post once the team is discovered. And I'm guessing our detective work is still not revealed what that <laughs> team is as this report was posted on Sunday. And we still I hope it's the D-line. We will find out. Um, Grizzly Redwood versus Jeff Hard. Oh, sorry. Uh, Vinny Marseglia ended in a no contest when Kevin Steen came out and gave Vinny a package power driver. You know, he's such a changed man, this Kevin Steen. He then challenged Redwood to a match and defeated him. So, a bit strange how in week one he was helping Jed Ethel, and now in week three he's beating up jobbers and doing the previously banned illegal move yeah that's a weird one isn't it I don't, I'm not sure why they've done that I don't I don't really get the reasoning behind it um, I just noticed where's, uh... oh here he is I was going to say where's Charlie Huss, he's in the main event this week <laughs> uh, he wasn't having a tryout was he, uh, we have Nigel McGuinness coming out who calls out Matt Hardy who is still in possession of the stolen TV title. You see, essentially, they knew Cole was doing a tryout, so they didn't let him have the belt with him. Um, McGuinness revealed a four-way normal contendership match for the TV title on the fourth episode from these tapings. However, in the main event of the third show, 
in the dream tag team match we discussed last week, the Briscoes defeated Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Haas actually turned on Benjamin, causing the Briscoes to retain. This means that due to the stipulation, wrestling's greatest tag team are forced to split, and Shelton Benjamin is probably done with Ring of Honor for now. So, the year of Haas begins. Summer of Haas. Summer of Haas. Fall of Haas. Winter of Haas. It's all coming. You just wait. Um, We then get to episode four which will air on the 9th of March, we have Eddie Edwards defeating Rhett Titus. Bit of an odd... I don't know what what's they doing with Rhett Titus? What I don't doing? know what's going on with Rhett Titus. And He's slowly about... been buried more and more, isn't well, he? Where is BJ Whitmer on this show? He wasn't. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, Stephen, Mischief defeated me a year. You know, they. <laughs> it seems like the fourth show of every TV taping has one women's match involving Mischief. Mischief wins against some random woman person. every single time. What's the, where was Prince Prince Nana? Prince Nana hasn't been seen for ages since Final Battle. Huh? Huh? Where is he? Huh? Huh? You know a lot of... Th- Maybe we'll ask him. We'll get him on the show again. That's just another excuse to get him on here <laughs> for the third time. Um, we then get to the... You know, that, that sounds like a dud of a show so far, but... No more contender for the TV title. It was a fatal four-way. Michael Elgin defeated the icon Matt Hardy. Wait, isn't that Don't call him that. Don't call him that. His name was... That's not Sting used that. Um, Roderick Strong and Davey Richards in the fatal four-way. And Elgin now has a future TV title shot. Which, to me, screams backup plan if Cole is leaving. Give Elgin the belt. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? uh, Yeah, maybe they'll... Supercard of Honor. Yeah, maybe they'll wait until see what WWE are going to do. As I say, maybe if they're going to try and sign him as soon as possible, they'll give Taven the belt at uh, the anniversary show. And if not, maybe, yeah, as you say, at the Supercard of Honor, have Cole and Elgin have Elgin win. and then. But when's he going to beat Matt Hardy? Because that feels still going because Matt Hardy has his belt. He's got to defend the belt when he doesn't actually have the belt. Oh, I don't know. It's... This whole but Matt Hardy remember... idea... What was the point of it all? Last time someone stole a belt, it was Tommaso Ciampa. And when that happened, the TV title swapped hands because of that. And then... But, yeah, Ciampa wasn't the one who even won it, even though he stole it. So he's... Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking that either El... Well, not, probably not Elgin, but Matt Taven will win due to Matt Hardy, probably. And then they will do Elgin versus Taven in the future at some point. But then Taven defeating Elgin wouldn't make sense. What I don't know what's of, going on. What would the point of Hardy making Cole lose because Hardy wants to face Cole for the title if Hardy if Hardy no, cuts he's, Cole he's angry because everyone in the world keeps saying over and over that Adam Cole is a young man oh yeah that's true he, he's just sick of it everyone just keeps saying it it's, it's not true damn it and, uh, my sister phoned me up this morning and was like you know what Adam Cole's like a younger Matt Hardy <laughs> I was like what <laughs> yeah that's, everyone says it I get at least one phone call a day from various members of my family telling me this I get and they don't, even know, they don't even know who Adam Cole is and I get stopped walking down the street people just flock oh. to me podcast worst nightmare podcast <laughs> worst nightmare you know who reminds me of a young Matt Hardy you I'm like oh man <laughs> it's Adam Cole <laughs> oh dear so that wraps up the four weeks of TV and I know we haven't seen it but you know, anything major always happens in the ring and not on inside Ring of Honor. And I would describe these as promising but uneventful. 
But it's weird because the first two episodes air before the ninth or the ninth anniversary show. What the oh, hell is wrong with me? A street fight out. Yeah, burrito. Woo-hoo. Yeah, the air before the eleventh uh, anniversary show. The third episode airs the night of the eleventh anniversary show. Yeah, and we, the fourth te- episode airs the week after. So it's kind of weird. They might not have much going on the last two weeks just to see how like the reaction is at the. Uh, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I mean, the mount, the, you know, the one that airs the same day, most people won't see it until afterwards because it's available for ringside on Monday. So I would count that as after the pay per view. So I, I see what you mean in terms of continuity. It is a bit strange, but I don't know. I always get the feeling with the, you know, the both tapings this year that they're uneventful. Nothing really sort of screams out, oh, I've got to go and check this out. But, you know, apart from that episode two, February 23rd, I definitely want to see that. So. Overall, it's not awful, is it? It's not like there's, oh, why have they booked that? Why have they done this? But there's nothing that's like, oh, this is this is exciting. So we will tune in next month. Oh, sorry, this month now, February 16th, they begin. We'll tune into the show each week and give you a report here on RH Cast, and there'll be a report every, what day, John? Saturday, shall we say? We're gonna... uh, yeah, between Saturday and Monday, I'll say. I've each full report on the site so you can check out a detailed recap of the show. And John always puts his thoughts in there so you know if the show is worth a watch. And uh, unless we have anything else to discuss, that does in fact wrap up this week's show. I think we can give everyone a rest now. Yeah, we do hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. Be sure to let your friends know if they like Ring of Honor. Check out the RH cast. It's available on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? Why not rate it five stars and just write two two? That's all that matters. Um, I'd like to thank Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all your support over the past two years, and we hope for many more years in the future of ROH World. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>